Hey, everybody, you're listening to NC Shop Talk brought to you by NC Carpet Binding. I'm your host, Mal Mayer. If you want to learn from some of the most innovative people in the industry and laugh a ton, then this show is for you. So let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to today's episode, which is going to be you know, in a way, self-serving and different. And at the same time, just to get some news out, we're going to do definitely a different course on this one. Well, there'll be some debating. There'll be some product launching, going into some deals that we've done. And with my guest, I want to ask him some questions about what he has and what his company has on the slate for the rest of the year as well. Um, you know, I also want to discuss some upcoming guests and I'm leaving it at his hands to ask me some tough questions about upcoming guests and maybe some things over the course of these last two years with NC Shop Talk that, you know, maybe didn't go as planned. So I'm going to leave it up to him and see how, you know, medieval he wants to get. But uh, there's a lot of important stuff we're going to jump into. Start, we'll start with SEMA, which we'll get to in a second, but let me welcome in uh, as far as I'm concerned, industry royalty, and you should all consider him industry royalty and his brother, um, Nadim Muwadi, co-owner and operator of the Hog Ring. They are the biggest asset to the auto industry as far as getting everyone seen, recognized. And uh, I've said it before, I think I said in the last podcast, you, you, you definitely, every shop owner who's a member and involved definitely owes the hog ring a uh, Christmas card or 12. But uh, anyway, Nadim, welcome back, buddy. What's this, your third appearance? I appreciate that. Nice words. Yeah, third appearance. Um, and we do get Christmas cards, which is really nice. How um, don't lie. Out of your 500,000 for- followers, how many? <laughs> not everyone, but I will tell you, uh, Stitch Girl sends a Christmas card every year, and it's always dope. She says really nice things, sends gift cards, sends magnets. Um, but we do, we get Christmas cards from people, and it's really, it's really cool to see. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. And her her photography, there's nobody better. She's I don't know what she does or how she does it, but she's amazing. Yeah, she can she she can give a, a training course on just how to photograph interiors and upholstery work. Fantastic. Yeah, you know, People I had her on the, lessons from her. Oh heck yes, you know, I had her on the show, which you know, and it wasn't easy. Make no mistake, that was probably the toughest podcast I had to do because she was so sure mm-hmm. with her answers, not in a bad way. Super nice person. But it was tough. So sometimes the podcasts just don't work out like you want. I was hoping for more, um, you know, but she was so direct and to the point and laid things out. And, uh, you know, so some of these things always don't go as you think they will. We just finished a podcast with Jonathan Goolsby. And usually when I don't know somebody, um, it doesn't go swimmingly. It doesn't flow. It felt like me and Jonathan have been friends for 20 years. Everything was just easy. You know, so that was yeah. an exception to the rule, but I try not to, in case you're all listening, I try not to interview people that I really don't know because it's, you can tell on the podcast, it's, it's different. There's that, that connection isn't there. Um, yeah, anyway. it's, 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 it's all personalities and chemistry and, and, you know, everyone brings their own thing and it's, it's, yeah. it's especially difficult if you haven't spoken with someone before. Right. Cause like you're saying, you don't know what to expect, but at the same time, I feel like that's kind of cool actually, because when you're hearing a conversation it is the first conversation, right? And so you feel like you're part of that. It's n- nothing's like rehearsed there, you know? Learning. Yeah, I learned yeah. a ton about 
you know, Jonathan on that last podcast. We just released it this weekend. And uh, it was fun. It was fun learning and asking questions and hearing him laugh. And he was into it. Um, you know, but over these last, what, six years that I became a sponsor with you guys and our relationship has blossomed. We've talked about it before. And you know how I feel about you. And I think everybody else does the, the volume of times I've said it. We had our first little little lover's quarrel the other day, <laughs> a little arguing. So we're going to get into that debate, which really, really should resonate with everyone listening. Yeah. If you're a one-person shop, a three-person shop, a 30-person, whatever. That, that we're going we're gonna to jump into that soon. It's not going to, we're not going to wait too long to get into it. I will say, I don't, I don't think it was as big of a quarrel as you're making it out to be, but if you want it to be, let's make it one. Are we good? Not, <laughs> what do you think you're me now? You're supposed, to, you're supposed to be the calm, laid back one. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens. All right. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'll let you kick it off. Uh, you wanted to start somewhere, and yeah. Um. Well, I had my I had my eyes on SEMA. Um. We're already starting to see. You know, SEMA put out lots of information about the upcoming show later this year, and. I know, I know last year, um, you chose not to exhibit for the first time in a long time. And yeah. instead you decided to throw this party on the sidelines of SEMA. Um, I don't know, SEMA's just kind of been up in the air, right? Like, like it went through this period of like during the pandemic, they didn't hold the show and then they brought the show and it was smaller and, and then people stopped exhibiting as much. And yeah. I'm just kind of trying to figure out like what happens now, because for the, the first few years when we were doing SEMA, um, you were like the heart and soul and she was the heart and soul of the show. And people would just gather at your exhibit and just hang out there all day. And with you not exhibiting, I just want to kind of like fill you out and see like what are you, what are you, what are you expecting to do this year? If anything, well, it, it's different, right? Because it wasn't necessarily we wanted to come back. We tried to come back. We lost our ninety eight hundred dollar deposit. Shit. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. told you about that. But ninety eight hundred dollar deposit when we tried to come back in twenty twenty one but they had the mask mandate and no one wanted to go. And I think yeah. like trimmers in general were over it. So when, you know, you go through a whole year, you get a million people, I need a pass. Can you get me a pass? And you, you only have so, so much allocation as an exhibitor. And I always max out my SEMA allocation. That's, that's quick. Mm -hmm. 2021, 2022, I had a collection of, uh, sorry, a non-collection. I had no badge requests outside of maybe two or three. Yeah. That's you, usually I'll get 40 or 50 and the first 15, I'll give it to them. And then, you know, I have to tell the rest, I got none left. So, so did you see like the number decline? Did, did it like, oh my God. like a stark drop in number of trimmers who showed up? Huge. Yeah. I mean, last year I was there for a day. Not really. Yeah. I was there for about four hours, but, um, SEMA was no longer shoulder to shoulder. Um, the volume of trimmers in town is way down from what it was when you and I, in a way spearheaded, um, you know, I'd have a revival there and trimmer started going and there was a lot of guys in town, a lot of vendors in town, way more exhibitors on the, in, in the interior space. I mean, this year there's, there's a couple of other companies, which I didn't realize Eureka leather. Um, who else there was one of the leather club. I can't think of who it is. And then of course, impact is going back because they were there last year and Eureka uh, impact the guys have gotten to know a little bit and they really, they liked it. They they said they did well. They had good visitors, good returns, and proofs in the pudding. They're back. So there is business to be had there. Now, the size booth that we do and the outlay, bringing four people there with me together, that's a lot of wood. And to overcome it 
and maybe only see 30, 40, or 50 trimmers, there's no way that's going to cover a $35,000, $40,000 booth yeah. expense. It's, it's crazy expensive. And, but like, so, so you decided to throw a party instead, right? You threw a party. Yeah, we did the- so Like what, a bar or a restaurant? I had an idea. I, was, I talked to Randy from War Giles all the time, and he's like, we would love to do that with you. I think that would be great. And then we just put our heads together, and we had a party off-site, about 15, 20 minutes off-site at this place we figured would be a great hosting place where whether we show up with 10 or 50 or 100, mm-hmm. they can accommodate, and they did, and we had a blast. It was probably 30 or so intimate gathering, and we just I, we had a good time. And I'm not a partier, which you know, um, but I didn't want the night to end. We, we literally had that much fun. Courtney Hansen showed up, which was a total home run. Um, Jess Lyle, Shane from Sewn Tight, who we're going to talk about later. His wife, I got her co-winster to go on stage. So <laughs> sing, Do what? sing karaoke. Oh, God. <laughs> That's awesome. But it was awesome. You know, she was yeah. so good. She was tremendous. That's great. So just all kinds of little things that just made it a fun time. Um, so are you going to get on stage this year? Oh, I break, I break glass when I sing. You don't want that. Not a, not a good idea. Oh, uh, Def Leppard, no, no Bon Jovi, no, none of that. No. Here here's the plan that I had the idea that I have. And we've talked about this before. I'm useless in so many ways. Ideas once in a while, I'll get something and try to run with it. Here's my idea. Everyone's heard of Where's Waldo, right? Um, my idea for this year, and again, talking to Randy Moore Giles, I told him, and he's like, Mal, this is gold. And we grew it a little bit and went back and forth. I wanted to do something to where we walk around SEMA and I'm going to walk around. And so is Randy. Randy's going to join me. So Maura Giles and NC are going to do this together. We're going to walk around with backpacks, do some giveaways. But more than that, if you find us at SEMA and we're going to drop breadcrumbs in our social media, if you spot us, tell everyone where we are, et cetera. If you find us, you're going to get that giveaway, which is fine. Maura Giles is going to give away three leather hides. Maybe more. Nice. And I know for yeah. now they're 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 gonna be giving away three leather hides. Not sure what else. We haven't cultivated this thing all the way. And uh NC is gonna give away at least a five hundred dollar package of uh sewing supplies. That's that awesome. might be more. I don't know yeah. what this is gonna grow into. We're just starting, but we're literally gonna walk around with our shirts on so you can spot us easy and uh kind of like finding Mal and Randy. That's gonna be that's cool. Of it. I'm gonna use you guys till yeah, that's fine. Miles come home to help push this thing and let people know this is what's happening. And you're walking around SEMA anyway. We're not going to go hang out at a, uh, you know, floor stripper booth. We're going to, you know, we're going to be at, try to go to, like, literally try to go to interior-based locations. And as much as Randy's going to be pissed, we're going to stop at Impact and see those guys because I know them. And they gave away one of our machines last year. and couple other places there's not a lot though i mean the interiors is well there's what uh auto custom carpets will be there they're always there but like lloyd Matts, that always had a booth for a thousand years they're they're there but i think as a sidebar to covercraft so they're going to be joining covercraft and hanging out with them i don't know if there was a merger i'm not sure but um you know lloyd Matts has been a customer for decades and i was always had seen them have their own booth no more so we're going to make the yeah. rounds. We'll try to visit client cars. That's another thing I want to do. If you're a client, a Moore Giles or NC, Moore Giles and NC specifically, let us know. We're going to try and get to your car and bring people with us. Hey, we're at, um, you know, whatever, Auto Customs car out of 
you know, Kentucky, and they're in booth 324, blah, blah, blah. We're at Casey's Paint Shop booth in booth, you know, in the in that, that paint booth. I forget. I don't, I don't want to screw it up. Um, one of the guys he reps for, for the paint. So we're going to try to do that and meet us at those booths. We'll hang out there for a little bit, BS a little bit. The plan is to be there from 10 to 3 p.m., maybe 10 to 4, and then uh, take off. And that's going to be on day two of SEMA. So you're going to get free stuff. You got to come with us. We like a business card with your social media on it. If not, we'll have a form to fill out real quick. Uh, you know, we want to. You know, we want to grow our audience. We want to grow our uh, email blasts when we do them and be able to stay in contact with you guys with giveaways, discounts, etc. So I encourage everyone to uh, you know essentially find Mal and Randy at SEMA. That's going to be the goal yeah. on day two. I feel. I feel like on one hand, it's a bummer that. Um, we're not no longer seeing that turnout that we had before, yeah. but I feel like, um, you know, you got to adapt and, you know, 30, 40 trimmers last year is still a really solid turnout. I mean, when do we ever get 30, 40 trimmers in one room together ever? Yeah. Like it's so incredibly rare. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's a really smart idea to walk around the show. I mean, give out free t-shirts, free stickers, free swag. I mean, let people meet up with you. And then, like you said, you, you get to put the emphasis on their cars and the work that they did and things like that yeah um which could be really cool really fun it's going to be hard to hunt out cars that yeah. use our machines and or use more giles leather it's going to be brutal so you guys gotta get in contact with hey mal our, our car no problem i'll get it right on the schedule me and randy will hit it up one way or yeah. another we will do everything we can to get there we probably will um you know i know like um stitchcraft out of california revo he had two cars at the, out at the show. I can't speak to what leather he used, but of course he uses our machines and our supplies and of course other vendors that are there. And uh, I stopped by Rio. I was there for you know 20 minutes hanging out with him, his son, and just taking pictures and having a good time. And then we matriculated our way over to go see the contest that another NC customer, Velocity Restorations, was in. So within a 10-minute span, you know, that Velocity, um, you know, was the, the F100 truck was sitting there in the booth, you know, uh, you know, trying to win an award. And we just had a great time looking at it, taking pictures uh, and just talking about it, hearing other people talk about it and knowing that you were a small fraction of it. It's just, it's just sweet. It doesn't get old. Yeah. So people will know it's you because you'll be wearing an NC shirt. You're not wearing like a Where's Waldo hat, right? No, I was the, uh, the SC shirt. <laughs> maybe an idiot patch on my forehead, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk. So, in, in the past, um, when we did NC Auto Interior of the Year Awards, right? Um, you used SEMA as the place where we used to like announce the winner, right? Yeah. Um, but now that you know you're doing it without an exhibit, um, one, are you still hosting the contest this year? And then, like, two, are you still going to use SEMA as the uh, vehicle for announcing the winner and making you know the big yeah the big announcement. I don't think, I don't think we'll announce it there. Um, okay, definitely going to do the contest again. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, it won't be there. It'll be after. People need more time. Yeah, a lot of guys can't even submit things till SEMA is over. So what we we realized that after the first couple of years, why put that kind of pressure on people? And uh, yeah, we'll do it at the end of November, something like that. Maybe announce what okay. we did this year, January first, whatever the case. Um, but yeah, the contest will definitely be on. Might as well address it now. And it's going to be open, a full blown open. What do you mean open? Open. Like whoever wants to enter the contest can enter it. No restrictions. 
like like some of the previous judges, like Interiors by Shannon. If Shannon Bob, wants to enter the that's a problem. He's a judge. But um, <laughs> anyone outside of the judges and outside of past winners can okay, got it. and win. And I want to, I know we upped the ante last year. We did a, uh, you know, uh, $2,500 NC machine versus the, the uh, you know, $1,600 Skyver. But I want to up it again. But I'm only upping it if the entries are are there. So the more entries get put in, the higher I'm going to go. How how was how was the turnout last year in terms of entries? Not the greatest. The Young Guns Not- Challenge was cool, and I think it was well received, and it was a great idea. But it just wasn't well received. It what there wasn't a ton of entries. Uh, I had a couple of entries people tried that were Young Guns were still entering. Ah, uh, uh, that's not cool. Yeah, no. So. There's a couple of shady entries for sure, but yeah. in fact, that's such as life. And actually, Danny from DJ Designs caught one of them. Um, he goes, I don't think that this is kosher. Pretty sure it was Danny that did. And a couple of the other guys chimed in and I said, okay, you know, we had to do some research and make some calls. And um, yeah, I mean, everyone I talked to was great and all. And I think one guy was super confused on the rules and a couple of guys. That were- I mean, when you... When you, when you when you open it up to young guns, I mean, you expect that like the threshold for like how 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 good these interiors are going to be might not necessarily like hit what you've seen in the past. I mean, the winner was spectacular. Oh, right? uh, Buddy Bill was tremendous and well deserved with people with little or no experience that have just yeah. I mean, they they, they could have won even if it wasn't yeah. a uh, yeah. even if it wasn't a young guns challenge. They, they that's, that's they, how good they would have been in the mix. They would have been in the mix. They would have gotten a look and. uh and they're awesome people, even better, which I like. You know, I'm a people person relation, relationships I dig, and they were just fantastic. But um, there's something big I want to talk about, and I want it to be big. Okay. At the same time, I think there's restrictions on it. Um, and I told you about this about a month ago, um, the new distributorship that we just signed off on, literally. Oh, this yeah, week. that's right. Yeah. Oh, this week? Yeah, tell me about it. Little This week, we just finalized it because I was a little... And in the dark on a few details, and I still am because it's difficult communication-wise. We it started out signing up to go to a show that used to be enormous called Text Process, and that's where a lot of sewing vendors will be. Whether you sell materials, fabrics, um, whatever, there's a lot of sewing vendors there. It's a pimple compared to what it used to be in years past, and I haven't gone in eight years. So I want to go, I want to try to find a new, a few new vendors. One of which this has always bothered me and it shouldn't, but it does. The margins that we have on our scissors suck. Okay. You know, we sell Wiss and we sell Mundial and they work fine. Obviously they don't hold a candle to Kai in most cases with the exception of like the carpet shears, but I wanted something without pulling punches. I wanted something to compete with the Kai scissors. And I have been trying for years. First thing I tried was seven years ago to get a distributorship and they were all for the most part taken. Could I have gotten one? Probably. But there were so many out there reselling them. It just doesn't make sense. And the margins are trash. Um, you know, but the Kai brand is, Kai is king, right? I mean, am I right or am yeah. I wrong? Is Kai king? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kai is king. I, we, we've given away Kai on the hot ring before. Um, our shop uses Kai scissors. Like I will tell you, they're, they're damn good shears. Yeah, they're really, really good. They're really, really cozy, but they're pricey. Yeah, they are. Okay. So 
my goal is to find a scissor manufacturer to align with to compete with the Kai brand and try to grab a piece of that market share. So this has been like a two-year pilgrimage and it's one failure after another and it's just not going well. I stumble on this little booth, like a 10 by 10 or a 10 by 20 and um, I look and they have scissors. I get there and the English and translation was hard. Obviously they were overseas. Um, what, what, what country? What country are they from? Italy. Oh, nice. Okay. So essentially I got excited because they were from Italy and I, we already have an Italian vendor we work with for our speed cut and our, uh, turf and carpet, uh, heavy, extra heavy duty shear. So I know the Italians take a lot of pride in what they do. They, they do, do yeah. a heck of a good job at it craftsmanship wise. So started talking to them and I really liked them and we were, you know, kind of having fun trying to understand what the hell each other was saying, but long story longer. I mentioned Kai and I said, I want something to compete with them. They literally have almost no competition. So they got excited and they said, well, you know, we really would like a distributorship for the United States. And I, that's the last thing that was on my mind was becoming a full-blown distributor. Um, but they told me how important it was to them. And I said, okay. I said, you give me something to compete with the Kai scissors and we can talk. Well, it went about how I thought it was going to go. Um, I liked their confidence, but at the same time, when I saw pictures of the scissors, I said, these are more heavy duty, but they're going to be heavy in your hand versus the yeah. lightweight Kai. Okay. Um, so I said, let's bring some in. So I ordered four sets of shears to start. I got a 10 inch, a 12 inch, and then a carpet shear. First things first, that carpet shear is incredible. So if you cut heavy carpet all the time, or just carpet in general, this thing makes cutting carpet exponentially easier than anything else. Um, they're fantastic, especially you'll know you'll especially notice a difference on heavy scissors. So that was a home run. Then we sent out scissors to Gillen in New York. Uh, you know, Gil and Linda in New York. Yeah. The Gillen companies, fantastic people. They run our machines and we have a wonderful relationship. Um, they were on the show, of course. I also told you over the years, obviously you guys know interiors by Shannon, Cato, and Bucks. So I sent scissors to all of them. And all for what? Them, just just like the test and like the day-to-day -day shop operations? Okay. Use it. Tell me suck, good, bad. What do you think? Let me know. They all love the carpet shears. Um, and here's what they said about the shears in general. Mal, I still prefer my Kai's because I'm used to it and how lightweight they are. And the comfort is just fantastic. But these scissors cut just as good. And based on what we're told from what this company told us, their company name is Premax. I should have mentioned that before. Premax Italy, nothing to hide. We're the exclusive distributor for the United States now. Just signed off, literally signed off on it today. Um, they cut just as good. The sharpness they claim will last longer. And as far as longevity goes, the quality is definitely better. They're heavier duty, but they're heavier in your hand. So it's it's a give and take, right? Yeah, there's, for sure. There's some guys that can't afford a Kai. They can't afford, they need four or five different scissors. They can't spend three, $400 on scissors. I was about to ask price-wise. Price-wise, where does this fall though? It's going to be about half the price of the Kai's. I negotiated yeah. a real good price. They yeah. want entry into the United States market. They're made in Italy with the precision components and they are beyond confident in what they do. 
So their confidence gave me confidence, but I'm going to press them to make me a sheer just as good as the Kai or close. Mm-hmm. And uh, kudos to Kai. They're the frigging king. That's it. Yeah. There's a so- pie out there that likes the old school Sears, Shears. And if you do, Wiss and Moondial and other brands, these are better. And the price is going to be less even than those in most cases. So oh. we're going to price them right. You could probably have for about $100, uh, you know, a 10 inch, a 12 inch, and maybe a nine. So maybe more, maybe a nine and an eight. I don't know. I, I don't know all the way because this communication thing is brutal. But <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. I love them. Let me, let me let me ask you because uh, you, you kept on mentioning that they're just a little bit heavier than the Kai's. What are you talking? Well, they're a lot heavier, not a little yeah. bit, a lot. a lot. Yeah. So no, they are, okay, it's old school heavy sheer, but yeah, the quality is way better than anybody else out there. So if you're like, oh, I love wit, they're better. Hundred got it. And that That's carpet cool. sheer is incredible. Yeah. That carpet sheer in your hand will put. If you're always cutting carpet with a scissor, it will give you so much less stress and strain on your hands make just make it more comfortable to work you know uh so when, when, when do you think these are going to hit the market when do you think that you'll be able to just put them out there and start selling well if you've dealt with europe before it's always or overseas in general the 29th week yeah. the 36th week so damn okay they're supposed <laughs> to ship by the 29th week whatever the hell that is yeah yeah uh i so I should have them by the 30th weekend this year. Whatever that is, someone do the math because it, I, I just, I, I can't be bothered. I think it's- So you heard it first here. We got Kai Killers on the uh, horizon. Is that what you're saying? Well, <laughs> no, because <laughs> if you, you you put a gun anyone's head, they're going to tell you guys are still better because okay. they cut just as good and yeah. they're lighter and a little cozier, but not everyone can afford $600 in scissors. And when you have to replace yeah. a Kai- also, also, it's, you know- you know, you get used to a scissor after a while, right? Like it's in your hand, you get used to it. So it might feel a lot heavier, you know, maybe like the first few times you use it. After a while, you know, it starts feeling better in your hand. You get used to it and you just, you just adjust over time. The um, point's great. I yeah. A couple of the guys that I don't want to, I don't want to point out who told me, but on like longer runs, they cut easier and better. But don't forget they're brand new versus some of what they had. But I got really good reports from everyone other than, you know, like Gillen told me straight, we're not switching because our guys are so used to Kai and they're more comfortable. Okay. Mm. Not everyone is as well healed financially as Gillen or XYZ shop. And they're like, hey, I've been using Mundial and Wiss and other brands forever. And this is an improvement on them and at a better price. Yeah. This is the market we want to go after. Half um, the price is half the price, man. Yeah. Um, that, that'll appeal to a lot of people. They'll probably outlast yeah. me. 47. I'll be retired. The scissor quality is exceptional. I can, that awesome. I can tell you. And we're going to have all different sizes. Sevens, eights, nines, uh, Kevlar shears, all kinds of different stuff they want me to carry. So I said, yes. Um, you know, when you do these deals, you can't get good pricing without quantity, right? You get, oh, well, you know, you, you make, what do you do? You make like 20 portable sewing machines at a time, portable carbon binder? No, hundreds in each model. So you're talking mega bucks. Now, these are not mega dollars, but to order, you know, four or 500 shears to get started, that's a big, you know, undertaking for something you don't know if it's going to work or not or be well-received or will people try against Kai? Will people, you know, guys have shears forever. They don't, they can get them resharpened instead of buy new ones. You can only go so many times, but um, we're going to make it really, really 
really, really affordable. Yeah. I, know you'll be, I think people will be genuinely happy with them, but I want it to be transparent about the good and the bad. Send us a pair. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do a, a, a live review on, on Instagram. Let's show people how they work. I didn't want to do, do it with you guys because quote unquote, I'm a paid sponsor yeah. site. Yeah. Otherwise, obviously I would have got another set, but when I get them, I'll send them to you anyway. I told you I would do that. Um, yeah. I mean, we try to keep our, I mean, obviously we, we do our reviews as, as, as fair as possible, right? Like we've, we've reviewed sponsors products before where we were like, you know, it's good. It's not the best. Um, I mean, you gotta be fair when you're, when you're talking to other shops and other shops are, you know, using, yeah, I'd rather, money. I'd rather not have the money than try to fleece people and tell them. Something yeah, exactly. So keep the friggin' money. I, I need exactly. to go to sleep at night, but exactly. um, my turn to ask you something. Shoot. Um, the rest of the year, you know, mm -hmm. this second half of this year is, is huge for us. We have more stuff that we're doing in, than in the first half, but for you guys, you've been pretty quiet. Like what events do you plan on going to and cover this year? Is there anything you're going to? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things on the horizon. I mean, we're considering, um, we're trying to see if we can work out SEMA. Um, we're going to try to see if we can get to master tech expo again this year. We heard that last year was, um, even more trim oriented and focused, which was great to see. Um, yeah, and just basically just learning like what car shows people are going to be at and see if we can get a presence there. Sometimes we can't be there personally, but um, when we know that there are people on the ground, especially sponsors, we can work with them to have a presence on the ground, you know? Um, but any opportunity where we can actually just reach out and, and connect with people in person, I think is always working to our advantage. Just because it's one thing to see photos of people's work, but it's great to see like them and see the cars that they're working on. And besides, yeah. like when you talk to a trimmer, like you get to really see how excited they are about it. And when they know that like you understand what they're talking about, like you can both geek out on that interior, you know? Um, and that's some of the things that we love the most. So we're, we're, we're trying to get out there and, and, and see more people. Yeah. Um, I told you, like, you, need to, you need to make it out to one of these times um, to the bitch and stitching class. Yeah, yeah. We have to go. And I know, yeah. look guys, I'm going to throw it all out there so you know what goes on in the background. Shoot. Nadine would go to so much more stuff, but he's got this really crappy immune system where he <laughs> will catch the flu, COVID, and every other friggin' thing imaginable 17 times a year. And when yeah. he travels, he seems to get something. So um, we're going to hop up on, we're all hopped up, hopped up on lighter fluid or whatever it's going to take to boost yeah. your immune system and get you the hell out to these events. You can't keep sitting on the sidelines. You got to go. Yeah, these couple, these last couple of years were brutal. I, I got COVID like four times, um, and at no least, time, at yeah, at least, and no time was like easier than the last one. Everyone was like a bus hitting you and knocking you out for an entire week. Yeah. Um, and again, damn thing, COVID, the flu, you know, obviously yeah, the yeah. COVID strain. Some of them were, you know, really aggressive, and we saw it. And I didn't believe it at first, but it was it was real. I mean, I, I thought my dad was going to die. Two or three other people in our shop took them months to recover. It was bad. Yeah, that was in the beginning, yeah. but. Yeah, your little uh, you know, COVID propensity or your flu propensity, we're gonna have to figure something out with that, you know. Yeah, I just might have to get masked up again. I guess I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm I'm dying for some human interaction. You got to go out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna press the uh, sure. stitching sure. guys to announce the next class. Um, hopefully in September, because if it's not in September, it's gonna be almost impossible for me to go. And selfishly, yeah. I, I I don't like missing those classes. They're they're tremendous. And uh, it's something they that's fun. We follow them really closely. It's uh, fun. Dude, they're yeah. no joke. They are no joke. Yeah. They have floating cameras that they bring it on. They 
they spent many, many, many thousands of dollars this year to improve uh, the experience for their uh, students, right? I mean, they had a, they rolled in a Camaro and they were working on the Camaro as the class went on as a project that Justin had on the shop. And they were literally videoing it. So on top of seeing it live, they're videoing it and throwing it up on a monster projector for everyone to see. So you're talking hands on building, which was crazy. That's uh, cool. I mean, I think they're, you know, four or $5,000 deep just on camera equipment um, that they added just for this last one. So yeah, yeah I mean, those are something everyone should try to go to. Skilled guys go there over and over again. You know, yeah, it's, I said, things are so rare. It's so rare to have these opportunities to learn from each other in our yeah. industry. There's only like a few events during the year that do that, right? Um, but what these guys are doing on their own without any like major backing is pretty incredible. And it's fun and the camaraderie is great. And I keep, I always repeat myself, but it's just fun. And it's a you know great group of people and it's always different people. You always have your returner, your re- guys that are, they're returned. They're not returning for no reason. You're talking guys that have been there four, five, six times. It's in, they're picking something up new every time, which is, yeah. which is cool. Um, anyway, so what else? What do you want to talk about? No, that is cool. That is fun. Um, I will definitely see you in person this year for sure. Um, when we get out to one of these things, okay. uh, or three, yeah. so it's not limited to one or three. Yeah. Or, or three or three. We'll make it happen. We'll make right. it happen. COVID boy. You're going to be okay. <laughs> That's what I am now. I'm COVID boy. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead. Okay. You go. You go. I, I was going to say, let's, let's talk about this. Um, your last podcast calling me out, man. You're calling me out on, on this debate about, oh, we're going to debate now. I mean, I don't know how much of a debate it. Why don't, why don't you set it up and then and then uh, I'll tell you my, my my quick take on it. Okay, this is what I was alluding to before that I thought we had a little lovers quarrel. Um, we were talking, texting back and forth about one man shops being slammed and busy mm-hmm. and hiring essentially a helper, you know, which could or could not turn into an apprentice or whatever the case. And Nadim was saying it's not always a good idea. And I was saying kind of the opposite, like, hey, if you want to grow, there's no other way. And, um, you know, we went back and forth a little bit and I made the comment, you know, about not trying to grow as, as uh, you know, if you want to grow, if that's your goal to grow, it's it's loser talk. You can't do everything on your own. And uh, that's where I thought I upset Nadeem and we went back and <laughs> forth and, you know, but that was the first time I think we ever disagreed on anything. But kind of give your insights this way, everyone can understand where we're coming from. Yeah. And I think I'm a complete jerk, but go ahead. No, I mean, you are a complete jerk, but um, <laughs> I'm out playing. So it's it's funny because I don't think we disagreed. I think that we're on the same page that in order to grow, you need to expand. And part of the expansion is hiring people. I think where we disagreed was like how to tackle it. Um, I was saying that, you know, I talked to a bunch of trimmers about this and a lot of people had some pretty fair um, points that they raised, pushing back against it, pushing and so back against pushing back against the helper, exactly. And so, yeah. all, all I was saying was that if we want to have like a proper discussion about it, I thought maybe we need to bring someone on the show, on the podcast, who is like against it, and maybe someone who's done it really successfully, and just like have them talk it through, so we can hear from their perspectives of why it works or why it doesn't work. But I can talk to you about some of the points that people raised about why they thought it was 
easier said than done, you know? Right. Um, why Why would it be easier said than done? Now, this is a helper. This is not an apprentice. This is not a guy with parallel skills. This is just sure. someone as a quote unquote helper. Tell me what. We'll, we'll, we'll define helper. What do you mean by helper? Someone, someone in the shop that's going to take some heat off you. This way, once that happens, you could turn him into an apprentice. You could hire a third person. But I always thought like the first step for a lot of these guys, based on what everyone tells me, I don't have time. So I'm like, hire a helper that's like a, you know, a, you know, just a standard kind of labor, almost like just someone to take some heat off you. And I can list 50 things to take heat off someone to make their day easier. But you tell me why first there was opposition to a helper. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you can hire unskilled labor, right? To help you out and like, I don't know, sweep the floors or put away materials or answer your phones. And then obviously you have to give you the phone because they can't give an estimate. Um, maybe do your social media if they have that skill. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, like how much help is that really offering you? Just like doing a very meal, you know, low skill work. I think where a lot of trim- I think it's a lot of, I think it's a lot of help. I think the things you just mentioned now, even without the social media, if someone can, you know, do that, I think it's a lot of help. Why is that so little? Do you know how much time it is? Involved cleaning, organizing, ordering, invoicing, making calls, taking calls, collecting money, running errands to the supply house. These are all things a helper can do so you can stay on task. Hey, get me the 3 8 socket. You know, hey, get me the, you know, get me the glue, get me this, get me that. And you're staying on task. Why is that bad? I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, I mean, who, who, can, who can you bring on to do that? Like a high school kid? Like, I mean, who, what, what adult is going to, um, just run your errands for you and hand you sockets, you know, and then how much can you afford to pay them? Right. They're all, they're also, they're learning the trade. It's gotta be someone that wants to learn the trade, right? Oh, but so, that's different. That's different now. That's, that's, that's bringing someone on as an apprentice. That's, that's different well, than a helper, right? Well, you can't go from helper to apprentice in five days. You need some no. time to see if you're going to do it, but Hey, I need a helper for now. If it sticks and it does well and you want to learn and you want to be a seller, sure. But here are all the things that have to get done. Yeah. You need to create time in your day because you can only do so much in a day. And most okay. guys are working 14, 12, 15 hour days and they still can't get stuff done. And they still got to organize a shop and it still looks like shit. And you still got to make those calls. And you still, it's the second time I've cursed on the podcast. And you <laughs> have just to go to a supply house and run an errand is an hour. How much work and how much time are you, how much money are you losing by leaving your shop for that hour? How much? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know either. The way we, the way, the way we run our shops, we, we we don't have to actually leave. You know, everything's ordered. Everything comes in. Right. Um, you def, you, you no, no shops out there run out to Home Depot, run out somewhere and need something. Never happens. No, but I mean, but I mean, you know, we, we sweep at the end of the day. The next day, everything's clean. Everything's fine. When you take a piece of, when you take a roll of material out, you put it back in the exact same spot you got it out from. So you're never disorganized in that sense. Um, I think if you're running your trim, trim shop, you know, in an orderly fashion, it should never be like completely disheveled. But granted, it could be it could be really useful to have someone to sort of you know file things or or write out the invoices. That that's a big help. I will I'll, I'll give you that. But I I think that requires a level of skill. It's probably a little bit above a helper, in my opinion. Um, I won't necessarily trust anyone to do my invoices and my books without them having them some level of knowledge of that. You know what I mean? So to me, that's to me that's something just a little bit higher than than a shop helper. But I will say that a lot of the shops that we talk to, 
where they sort of um, got stuck was this transition from helper to apprentice to to employee, right? I think a lot of them feel like the the smaller, lighter stuff, they could figure out a way to handle that. For them, the harder thing is when they want to expand is bringing on skilled labor, right? And either training skilled labor or hiring people who are well, already now, skilled. Now that's, we're jumping, we're jumping a really, new thing, right? Yeah, that's where it gets really, really problematic. You're jumping a whole new thing. If you really want to grow, obviously you're going to have to bring on help. Someone to do sure. a painter if you wanted to do that. But just for your tasks, if you could take away after a week or so of getting their feet wet or two weeks or so of getting their feet wet and take away five, six tasks a day, five, six tasks a week, you're creating hours in your day, maybe paying someone $15 an hour, you know, to do these things. You're making money for yourself and you're saving yourself aggravation. And the more that they learn, the more you can give them. And of course, you'll probably have to pay them more. But like, here's a, here's something. I did some research because I wanted to win this argument. So, <laughs> uh, I was talking to Shane from Sotite. Yeah. And we're talking about something else we're going to get to in a minute. Something we're going to uh -huh. kind of do together. Uh, a show later this year, but Shane wanted me to ask you, Nadim, if you've done it before, you'll know it's almost impossible. How do you get the seat out of a, say, for instance, a 61 caddy by yourself? Or how do you hold up a sun pad on the back of a boat, take out all the screws by yourself, climb it out by yourself and get this heavy six, six foot by three inch wood piece out by yourself? How do you do it? No, I mean, Shane, I mean, Shane obviously has a point. You need help, you need muscle to help you with a lot of these things. I mean, just this Greek, my brother was, was laying a, a vinyl top on a 69 charger and, and that vinyl was stiff as hell. And he got my dad to come to the shop and they just needed the muscle to just lay it correctly. Right. Right. So he needed, uh, so what? He needed a helper, right? Yeah. But okay. it was, it was skilled help. <laughs> now your brother, if your brother goes, your brother pretty much does 99% of everything in that shop. He goes home yeah. at night. Right? For sure. Does he have kids? I forget. No. Okay, no kids. So that makes life easier for him. Imagine if your brother has kids. How's he going to go home and do his ordering, do his invoicing, do all that stuff without a helper or without a full-time person? He'll be up till 10, 11 o'clock at night doing that shit, then waking up at six and starting all over. What quality of life does he have and how much growth can he possibly have when he's maxed out and stressed out by the time he's 40? No, I I, th I think you're I think it's fair to say like what level of growth, right? Because the shop is small and it's probably going to yeah. stay small unless uh, we find help, right? Yeah. Um, I th I, th I think the type of help he's looking for is more so skilled labor than it is unskilled labor. So your um, your brother wants to go all out versus just a helper. That would be that for him. That would be better. Yeah, I mean for for him, I mean he could he could bring business to have like. You need skilled labor to 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 sew to to take interiors apart to put them back together. Like there's a lot of our 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 industry is such that you know skilled labor is is really hard to come by, but it's also um, mandatory in order to grow. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Like, if I wasn't around or my father wasn't around and he had a hard time, like, how's he gonna like? lift this seat or yeah. lift that or do that. Yeah. I mean, then, then for sure he needs like muscle. He needs someone to be around there who can just help him out. Right. Um, but I don't know, I guess, I guess in, in, in our experience at our garage, that's, um, that's not something he deals with every single day. 
So when I was talking to him about it, he was basically saying like, you know, what am I going to bring someone on for like two hours a day? Just come help me for two hours. I'll give you 30 bucks. Oh. Doesn't, you're, you're doesn't make day, it's going to take some growing pains to get them into a routine on what makes your life easier. But after a couple of weeks, if it's the right person, it's going to materialize. You're going to have to have some growing pains and you're going to throw some money away for probably a couple of weeks to a month. But once that person gets settled in, it's going to make you a more streamlined operation. Let me ask you this. If you're looking to grow, how are you doing new business development if you're doing every single solitary task in that business round the clock, seven days a week? The answer is you're not. So no, you're, you're not. looking to grow, you're not. No, you're not. But also, in order to buy yourself time to do that, it's the, the unskilled labor is not buying you that time. It's the skilled labor that's going to buy you that time, right? Because then I can put a guy on a convertible top while I focus on something else. Right. right, like the guy who the guy who's running errands for me, or or doing the invoicing, or sweeping the floors, isn't the guy who's buying me a ton of time to focus on. Yeah, he's not taking uh, tasks. Yeah, I get that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I th I think I think whenever I mean, I'm in agreement with you theoretically. Like, I feel like in order to grow, you do need these people to help you, right? Um, but I do think that a lot of shops, when they look at the idea of a helper they sort of have their minds on someone who's like semi-skilled or fully skilled. Let's change yeah, yeah. gears. I think we exhausted this thing. Uh, <laughs> listen, who won? Who won? Your, hey. your, if anyone could help me, it's you. We're on year what? two of literally trying to help put somebody in business. We have different vendors that have offered to jump in with me on this. Uh, Maura Giles being one of them. The bitch and stitching class guys being another one. Um, and I'm going to carry the, the weight of it, most of it, but I do have some help. We want to put in honor of my grandfather, who's the founder of the company and my uncle Joe, dual founder of the company to put a returning veteran looking for a new career, interested in being an upholsterer in business. That's what we want to do. Trading machines, everything. It's been almost two years. I can't get wow. out of the lift to help. I can't even just suggest. I've had Kato try to help me. I've called uh, all different contacts that I have with military and put the word out there. Like, is there anyone you want to recommend that we could basically just hand a career to as far as tools and things they need? And in addition to that, the, you know, some, some skill training and maybe a, a bitch and stitching class or two. I can't get a single person to recommend anyone. I have a nephew who just got back from, you know, serving and he's having trouble. He can't find a career and he served our country for four years and he's struggling. You know, I'm not looking to hand a silver spoon kid something. I want someone who is in trouble, needs help, is a go-getter, wants a career, served our country, and we can bless him with giving that help in hand. Like he blessed us with our freedom, blessed us with uh, taking care of us and ensuring that we keep you know, keep ourselves safe. The, the, yeah. These are the we like, we, we want to do this, but I, I think can't I, get anyone to help. I mean, one, I, I'm let's first start by saying, I think that's really noble. I think that's amazing to find someone from the veteran community who wants to start their own business and just help them get going with like yeah. a full out, out of the box system. Like Which here's the training. Like here's the training. Here's, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Um, have you tried, I mean, I'm sure you have, but you know, the military employees, um, machinists, sewing machine operators, and and maybe some of these schools, you know, might have some have some students who are previous military 
that's who 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 would be interested in this. But. We've I've called a couple different agencies. Yeah. Wounded Warrior, one of them. I yeah, don't know what I can't remember the name of it, but maybe maybe if we maybe if we sort of like frame it as a sort of like scholarship, you know, launch your career in this, frame it as a scholarship, and 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 we could just you know hit. We the were gonna. Off. I was gonna do something with Richard. Richard was all for it, and it was you know yeah. gonna be. Uh, mostly are doing, but you know, the truck that I bought from Richard, I was going to use that as a vehicle to get it done. And we announced a few things. I think I did it with Cato on the podcast and you get a single person that emailed said, Hey, I have a nephew. I have a friend. I have a husband. I have a wife. Nothing. Yeah. No one, not a single person. How the hell do thousands of people listen to these podcasts over and over again? And no one recommends anyone they know. I mean, is it selfishness? Cause you can't, you can't be bothered to send the text or an email about trying to help someone you love and know that served our country. I, there's somebody out there has listened that you know who you are and you haven't sent that email, you know, shame on you. Send the damn email. Let us get the ball rolling. Almost like, hey, here's yeah. why, you know, um, you know, John Smith would be a great candidate, blah, 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 blah. And we're not just going to hand it to anyone that tells us, but, you know, we want to get it to a, to a worthy person for sure. And we're going to yeah. do the background what? checks and all that stuff. So, I, I think I think I think we we need to, we need to double down, triple down on on social media and getting the word out ourselves. Um, you know, we have thousands, just like you have thousands of listeners, we have thousands upon thousands of followers. Yeah, and constantly people just asking us like, how do I learn? How do I get involved? Um, who's hiring? That sort of thing. Um, I guess narrowing it down to a person who's also a veteran is obviously a subset of a subset, but it's it. They have to be out there. It's, impo- it's impossible to think yeah. that they're not out I there. I mean, my you uncle know. in the Navy and my grandfather in the Air Force. So yeah. would it be cooler to have someone from the Navy or the Air Force? Sure. But if it's someone from the Army or Marine or, a, you know, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. As long as it's someone who blessed our country, we want to bless them. And I can't get anyone to engage. So yeah. who, who would be doing the training? Tell me more about the program that you've- I would send it. I would think if they wanted machine training- you know, we can provide them news and don't tricks of the trade. They can, you know, they're welcome to come and get trained hands on with the machine. If yeah. they wanted to learn to, uh, I don't know, you know, do seat fab at the bitch decision class one way or another, I'll make it happen. If they wanted to learn how to do, uh, door panels, the next door, button, we'll set them to both. I don't care. Yeah. This is just, crazy. We're not giving, right we're not giving back. And it's just always on the take Then, you know, then you don't know what life's all about. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's put our heads together and make it happen. I feel like, I feel like with your reach and with our reach, we have to be able to find a number of candidates. This has I have like seven people on my reach. So I want to leave it up to you. <laughs> okay. You, let's, you, you figure that. Cause I've got, I'm, I'm almost two years into trying to do this. And even with uh, Phil, even with Cato and Cato gave me people specifically in the military to call up. And you know what they did? They flushed it. Nothing, no response, nothing. So, yeah. I think it's also, I mean, I wonder if people are also intimidated, right? Like it's, it's not a craft that you just pick up quickly. Like it takes, it takes years upon years of trial and error and practice before you can actually call yourself, you know, a really good trimmer. Um, I think in today's day and age, especially with the economy, the way it is, I don't know that a lot of people, you know, have it within them or even have the economic, you know, ability to sort of dedicate themselves to like learning a craft that takes that long to master. Um, but people from the military are really well disciplined and if anyone has their shit together, it's them, right? 
So I feel like the industry is sort of, if you give someone a box of like, this is how you learn it, like that's a community that could actually pick up on this and run with it and do really well, you know? Yeah. Well, just, I mean, this is a really kind of vague example or bad example, I should say, but I re- tried to reach out to Rob O'Neill directly. Mm-hmm. Rob O'Neill is the guy who's credited with killing Bin Laden. Okay. So Navy SEAL, he's a big time podcaster, you know, obviously a uh, huge speaker, just, just a monster in the military community and um you know obviously we owe him such a debt of gratitude on everything he does i found out that he used to do sewing while he was in the military at what at, at some stage he used to do sewing and stitching on some different levels i heard him talk about it on his podcast once so i reached out to him and nothing let me know what it'll take if there's something i need to pay to get you on the podcast and I let him know and then I let his people know that I don't I just don't want to have him as a guest I want to have him to bring us somebody to bless so now we're paying twice we're paying for him which we'd have to do I'm guessing and then we're paying to support or you know a returning veteran that needs that boost needs that help and I thought maybe because he was a sewing guy had that little bit of sewing background sewing interest he would help I haven't heard from him either yeah, that's interesting. Because like I was saying, for sure, the military employs sewing machine operators. Um, they employ everybody. Um, and there has to be someone with at least just that general base knowledge who could sort of like run with this, you know? Uh, I love this guy. I read, all his, I read his book, listened to his podcast religiously. So try to get someone like that looped in that has so much, I don't know, has, you know, so much reach and so many ears. It would be great. It really would. There's got to be someone out there we can help. But anyway, changing gears from that, um, what else? What else you want to get into? Tell me about some of those stuff you have. I mean, I don't know if people know this. People who don't talk to you regularly probably don't know this. But you always have like three crazy ideas up your sleeve. Always, always. You always like call me up and you have this like idea, and I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, what this week, which I can't talk about. Um, but like. Yeah. That one we almost got in trouble on, but that'll happen yeah, yeah. After, after December. So I know it's six months from now, but after December, okay. November, we're going to have a monster announcement, which I'm really excited about. But uh, yeah, I, I think people don't usually realize like so, some of these ideas seem like out of left field, but you somehow always make it about the industry. Like I want to, I want to hear like what else you have up your sleeve. Like what are you working on now that might catch people off guard? We have, well, this is 2020. It was scheduled and COVID killed it. We have a lot of clients that are auto upholstery related, obviously, that are like incredible drivers, right? Uh, yeah. Love cars, incredible drivers, whatever. And we've had this idea to do a track battle for charity and in that raise money for, uh, again, we, we're not sure what it'll be, veteran based, returning veterans from war to bless them and or their children that maybe lost a parent to war. Um, and we wanted to have a track battle for charity out at SEMA, but it's so hard to get people to commit because SEMA has such a time restraint. Like Courtney would love to do it, but she's maxed out at SEMA. Richard from yeah. Gas Monkey, he, Richard even said, he goes, I'll do it. You know, just let me know. 
but he isn't not sure if he's going to go. Same with Martin Brothers and some other people. Track battle charity is pretty simple. You're going to vote for whoever you want to win, whether it's me, which I'll get like three votes if I'm lucky. Uh, Richard from Gas Monkey, Courtney Hansen, whoever, uh, Martin Brothers guys, the RMD guys, whatever. And if they win, you're basically just donating whatever you want, minimum of $5 a charity. You want to donate five, do five. You want to do 10, do 10. You want to do 100, do 100, whatever you want. And that gives you the right to vote. You make your vote, your charity donation goes directly to the charity. Nothing to do with me, nothing to do with our company, just completely tax deductible the whole nine. You do something good, you have some fun, you vote for the guy you want to win. And we're going to, I wanted to meet out at SEMA and do it, but I just think it's too cumbersome. Um, yeah. Then we, I, mean, I wanted, I had another idea to pit like Dan Kanish or Shane from So Tight, like really good drivers yeah. against some of these celebrity guys in our industry and see if they can beat them and kind of pit them against each other or maybe just pit our customers against each other, industry guys against each other, whatever. But just something. Yeah, that sounds we could all We could all do a little good with something. That was, that's, that I got to do at some point, somehow, some way. Yeah, even if it's not on the sidelines of SEMA, I think it's something that people would like to come out and see anyway. You know, yeah, um, it'll be that, that'd be really cool. And you can actually like tape it and turn it into sort of a an event, so people who can't see it could see it live on streaming and could watch it that way. Yeah. You know, tease it into a party. You know, meet up afterwards for dinner or whatever. I mean, it's in Vegas after all. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. Know. I think any. Maybe- We'll figure something out. But I wanted to race exotics and do that. Like, hey, what do you want? I'm going to take the Lamborghini. I'm going to take the Ferrari. Okay. <laughs> you know, and we just, you know, go at it. That'd be fun. I'd like to see you in a Lambo. Let's, let's, let's see what you can do. It was uh, not much. I can drive real fast. And I never lost a street race in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I raced in station wagon, stuff like that. But uh, my skills have eroded over time. I would drive yeah, and, shoulders. And- you know, we've talked about this before. But also driving like a supercar, I feel like is a whole different level of driving. whole different level, whole different. Yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone like Dan Kanish is just going to crush you because the guy races for a living. You're done. Yeah, you have no. He knows how to take the turns, and yeah, you're. He's he's gonna he's gonna cook you real quick. That's fun. That's fun. Anything else that you got planned? I don't know. I don't think there's too much more, but I definitely want to do. You know, bless the military guys with something. Yeah, I know. One way or another, that's what I really want to do. We talked about everything else. Uh, Oh, the trade show. The next trade show we have, we're going to be at NSRA, Kentucky, for the first time. So we're going to try one of these, you know, NSRA shows, which we never did before. Mm -hmm. Uh, August 3rd through 6th, we'll be there at the NSRA Nationals in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. So whoever's there, make sure you stop by and say hello. Um, Again, one of my Akamami ideas, I guess, because I don't even know if we belong there. But uh, got a booth made of a big old sign and, you know, advertised the heck out of it. And I, told, I called Shane, who I'm really, really close with in Kentucky. And I said, Shane, get me one of your customers that you've done, one of the interiors. I'll put it in the booth. We'll advertise for you in the booth. And uh, at the same time, we're going to piss you off and try to sell sewing machines in Kentucky to other people. And he's like, oh, that's a great <laughs> idea, Mal. So yeah. Shane said yes, of course. Um uh, but again, there's there's not a lot of competition for elite guys. And there's a lot of guys out there that don't want to spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars on an interior. So um yeah, we'll be there hanging out. I don't know how much time we're gonna spend at the booth because I just want to have fun. As I yeah. get older, money is less of a focus and just trying to 
do a couple of things that are just just a good time. So we'll see what happens. But we'll have machine. I think that's cool. We'll have machine there and a starter package. And but mostly I made a sign up that says this interior was sold by a sold tight, you know, by you know, sold tight interiors in Kentucky with an NC machine. Just stuff like that. Just a big old picture, yeah. you, you know, you know, big old graphics on our little sign. And um, so it should be should be fun. Something different. Fun. Gonna try something fun. different. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe you'll find that uh, military vet at an event like that. You know, you never know. Um, just sort of like roaming around, checking out the cars. Yeah, we have the yeah. uh, OEM show that we're doing in uh, Michigan this year. Well, you are doing that. You see, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, hundred percent. So we're doing that one. That's going to be right between my aircraft show and SEMA. So uh, my family's going to hate me for the month of October, but it is what it is. That's cool. And for people who don't, people, people don't know, people who think that you only deal with, um, you know, auto trim shops, you deal with the OEMs too. OEMs are running on NC machines, right? Yeah. I mean, we've had General Motors for a million years, Corvette America. That's amazing. We've had some other guys, you know, random stuff. I'll tell you one story that I thought we were going to get a new OEM and we didn't. And it still pisses me off to this day. Uh, I was at SEMA the first year I did it. So you're talking... First year I came back because I was there in 2014. The first year I came, before that, 2008. But um, the first year I really came back full-time was 2017. And the CEO of uh, DeLorean was- Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Talking about launching, relaunching the DeLorean brand and building <laughs> new cars and all that stuff. And he goes, you know, I see the way people react and I'm really having a great time watching your booth. I want to buy my machines from you. I was like, okay, great. You know, and uh, obviously I haven't heard from him since. Emailed him a handful of times. Crickets. Uh, I did see he's exhibiting at SEMA this year. So if I go oh, wow. see him, I'm going to stop it and say, remember me? I'm the song machine guy you've been ignoring for six years. You know, what what happened? So he came up to me and told me he wanted to order and he did it. So these, these are the things that happen at these shows. You don't know yeah. what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, et cetera. But uh, I'm always, always, always trying to follow up and- you know, try to, you know, build the business, but it's more than just, you know, throw stuff on a website and call it a day. You have to engage yeah. to get out there. That, that's just to bring it back full circle. I mean, I feel like that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to see you guys walking around the show at SEMA this year, instead of just like being stuck in, in one place in, in a booth, right. And hoping people walk by, um, people that we've met at SEMA and other shows, it's incredible. People just like walk up to you and talk to you and before you know it, like you're just talking to a person who you just think is a random guy and he turns out to be like the president of some company or this car builder and he's made this amazing, you know, interior. It's just, it's just a great opportunity to just network, if anything. And like you, you never know what comes out of that. It could be more business or it could just be like, you know, people who have skills that they can share with you or-, or Yeah, like the RMD guys were at the SEMA show and the, the actual judges were walking by and by accident saw the build, the F100 build they did you know, was it two, three years ago now? And they didn't even know that they existed. They didn't yeah. know they were, they already probably had their winner picked, but when they saw that F100 build, they they got that Ford Excellence Award or whatever it was, forgive me, Ralph, I'm going to screw it up. But they just found them. And yeah, that's stopped great. and said, oh my God, like, tell us about this car, tell us about this truck and yada, yada, yada. Next thing you know, they won the whole damn thing. Over that's amazing. A lot of monster car builders with a lot more clout with Ford than they had, and they they want it. Yeah, that's my biggest pet peeve about a lot of these shows is you'll go there and you'll see a sign next to the car, 
and it'll tell you who did the paint and who did the the mechanics and body all the stuff they, they always leave the trimmers out right um so we need to show up and we need to represent and we need to let people know that you know that beautiful interior that you're seeing like that was a really skilled craftsman who put that together and just yeah. like shout them out and put their name out there there's a lot of guys out there that don't even know it as well as they should be like uh you know it's there's so much there's so many guys out there that are just incredible you know and uh yeah. Oh, I will. I will. I will. Uh, I will end on 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 one note. If you are going to hire someone, and you can only afford to hire one person, hire someone who can do social media and marketing. I will say that. You know, I feel that's like a good point. that's a great point because I don't even want to do that anymore. It's frustrating. It's annoying. I look at it yeah. every day. And, like that was kind of the point of this whole podcast was to get some different ideas out on things we're going to do because I don't want to do social media posts all the time. It's, it's just brutal. Yeah, it could get someone who can take photos, who can shoot TikToks. I mean, you can hire someone on skilled labor for that. Someone who can like really put your name out there and brand you right. Um, you would be surprised what a 16-year-old can do with TikTok compared to say like a 30-year-old, you know? Yeah, it's very true. Very they true. know they know what they're doing. They can get your name out there. They can take amazing photos. Um just just taking that off of your plate, that would be amazing. I see so many skilled shops who do such amazing work. And they put really bad photos online. And I look at it and I'm just like, yeah. God, I wish someone just took better photos for you. Very true. Very Because your, your, your business would, would, you know, would double, triple if you have the right following, the right um, marketing. Yeah. The other thing I want to tell you guys about is the podcast guest selections. Mm. There's been a handful of guys that we've asked to come on the show that never got back to us. Oh. <laughs> some customers, some not. And, you know, it's like getting stood up at the altar. You're like, oh, okay. You don't want to come on? Okay. Like no response. Yeah. You call them. You, oh, this sounds great. And they never hear back. Uh, I go through that every month, man. Every month I reach out to a shop and just say, hey, we want to feature you. We want to talk about you. We want to interview you. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send us the questions or we'll do it. Yeah. Um, and then radio silence, <laughs> which is like crazy because I'm like, this is, you know, this is like, free publicity for you like yeah we're gonna get your name out there we're, we're not looking to manipulate you in any which way shape or form it's just kind of yeah <laughs> people would want to hear from you kind of thing um i don't know it's just it's sometimes it can be really frustrating there's a few guests that i wanted so bad and I'd never heard back um they're even customers so it's just like how do you get in someone's head about that like don't tell me you haven't thought about it how would yeah. you not want to you know the hog rig is going to pick it up you know People are going to tune in, and it's pretty friggin' cool. Uh, but there's, you know, there's guys that are that I don't think anyone's really disliked it. At least they haven't told me. So hopefully, it's been a good thing. Well, let's put it out there. Listen, if if Mal reaches out to you and wants you to be on his podcast, we guarantee that we'll write a story about it, right? So you'll get on the podcast, you'll get on the hog rank, uh, you'll get on our Instagram, you'll get on our e newsletter, like. People will, will will blast it everywhere. People will know who you are by the end of that week, right? Um, more more than ever before. You got nothing to lose. Just get on the show, talk about what you do, um, and and let's get your name out there. I mean, we're looking for awesome talent to highlight. So yeah. why why not you? My next guest, which I'm trying to get, and we we've exchanged some texts back and forth, is uh, the uh, roaster shop guys. So I'm trying oh. to get that a lot because so many of our customers know them. Yeah. So many different parallels. 
that cross and the, you know and they have their, they have their own podcast the Law whiskey podcast which is incredible so i want them on so i've been corresponding with josh a little bit but uh i, I think they're the busiest people on the planet it's hard so it's hard yeah. to lock down times it's hard to lock down anything but i really want to get them on and uh they seem like they're receptive towards it but we haven't got anywhere near you know discussing it yet so Hopefully, one of these days we can get them on there because I know our audience would love to hear from them about their product, right? Because they do their own podcast, but they're not sitting there just like to their own product all day long. Yeah. yeah. I like I really, listen, yeah. it, if Mal or or I reach out to anyone, just like at least respond. <laughs> you know, if you say you're going to do the interview, do the interview. Let's 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 put your name out there. I mean, you literally have nothing to lose. I mean. How 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 awesome is it for someone just to reach out and tell you, hey, we're going to basically publicize the hell out of your shop this week. It's always going to live on the internet. Anytime someone Googles your name, the podcast episode is going to come up, the article is going to come up. People are going to see that you're awesome, and it's just going to help you business wise. I mean, we talk to a lot of shops who basically say like, because you covered this, or because you highlighted this story, or because you put us on Instagram. We got this many followers out of it, or we got yeah. this much more business out of it, right? Um, but the I mean, like the roadster shop guys don't need us, right? Yeah, they don't. They don't. It's all a hundred times over, but they're just friggin' cool. They're cool. They're fun. And their product, yeah. is the number one product out there. Uh, you know, the chassis and everything. It's the number one product out there, and everyone knows it. You know, so I just think it'll be cool because you know like a lot of our big, their you know their biggest customer, one of their biggest customers is Velocity, and they're a customer of ours. I kind of like, you know, Velocity takes pride in buying from them. I would love to tell those guys that stuff and go over it, you know, what's involved and everything else. But uh, yeah, just fun stuff. But I think eventually we'll get there. So we've had some preliminary chat discussions, but nothing big yet. But I want to get them on, you know. Cool. Yeah, well, we'll get them on. we're looking forward to it, man. Two two years, two years of NC Shop Talk, right? Yeah, two plus. plus. Yeah, yep. I never miss an episode. Great. Amazing. So cool to hear from so many people. It's like, you know, for the longest time, you just heard, it was like radio silence from our entire industry. Everyone was just like so focused on what they do and you didn't hear about anyone ever. Yeah. Um, but now with what you're doing and what we're doing, um, we just get to like, you know, hear a little bit about the people behind these shops and what they're doing. And, and yeah. the, you, you do it in a really fun way too, which I like is so, you, you go way off topic sometimes. It's not even about the cars. It's just about like life and music and movies and, and what have you. It's cool. cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's personalities. Yeah. yeah. Like today, it's funny you say all this because today, um, I was talking to Dave from Customs by Voss, obviously the owner operator, beyond talented, one of the you know top two percent guys out there. Um, and Dave said to me, he goes, "You know, the hog ring was such a big help to me um, because he really helped get my name out there early in my career when I was, you know, starting to." get going and maybe in a way he didn't say this but in a way started to shine or starting to stick out uh you know the hog ring gave me some great exposure and and put me out there and featured me a couple different times and he goes i don't forget that he said i really 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 appreciate what they've done for everyone and even me specifically so i thought that was really nice and spoke volumes about you guys that's awesome kind of what you guys have done for everybody else no we we love Voss's work we're huge fans i mean I remember when we found them on on Instagram, we were like, I mean, the team sat together like, dude, check out this guy's work. It is crazy. Um, and he was one of the first guys that we reached out to to interview. I mean, his work is impeccable, just amazing. And 
And I hope that we can continue sharing his work and let people see like, there's some amazing talent out there, right? Um, and sometimes all it needs is someone to just shine a little light on it. Cultivate. And yeah, yeah and, 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 and you know, they're gonna continue doing what they do, which is just kick-ass work. And all we're gonna do is just say, hey guys, look at this. Um, and I, I feel like it just works out really well to see yeah. so many people in the industry doing amazing things and finally get the credit and recognition for it that they deserve, you know? Right. All right, dude, let's end it off here. I think we went over everything and I know this was kind of agenda-based for what we have coming for the end of this year, but most of it is really just trying to, you know, just try to bless our customers that bless us with business, giveaways, machine giveaways, training, learning about different things. And I, I hope it helps, you know. Yeah. I've said it before, this is our least profitable sector, but um, you know. We got we got six more months left in 2023, plenty of time to kick ass. At the very least, if you're out at SEMA, come see us, find us, uh, go to the Sherbert's party if you can. I know it's a little farther, you know, away and probably, you know, $50, $60 worth of Ubers, but you know, try to get out to that Trigger's party that we throw in more Giles. And um, that's it. You know, hope we'll, we'll see you down the road. Maybe we'll see you at the, uh, you know, at SRA show or somewhere in between. But, uh, you know, push the hog rig to get off their, get off their, uh, you know, get out of their bedroom, you know, hiding from everybody. Get out there in the uh, COVID world, get a couple more out, get a couple more viruses and get and keep it moving. It's time. It's time. No more you COVID. One more time. Come on. You gotta no, more, no, no more patient zero. We got to get out there. You got you know? to get out. You have to get out. All right, man. Thanks for coming well, out, buddy. Sounds great. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. If you learned something new and liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more NC Shop Talk. Do me a favor and help us grow this sucker. Share this show on your social media feeds and with anyone else who'd love to hear it. Thanks for giving us a listen. And until next time, remember to get out there and make it happen.